Hello, welcome to The Cage Equation with Malcolm Mickelson and me, Drake Mickelson. Each episode, we will assign where the blame lays and spoiling a perfect Nicolas Cage performance. To apply the Cage Equation, we'll start with Cage's perfect 100 and subtract the Metacritic score, which will give us the points, Nick, that we will split between the director, writers, and Cage stars. This week, we're going to the chef's kiss of Vampire's Kiss. Released in 1989 on a $2 million budget, it made seven hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Oh, I didn't sorry. know it had that big of a budget. Yeah, seven hundred twenty-five thousand one hundred thirty-one dollars. I think most of that was because they had the, the budget probably came from the fact they shot in New York. Um, had thirty-one uh, thirty-one score on the Metacritic, which leads us to have sixty-nine points to account for. And a quick summary, in Vampire's Kiss, Nicolas Cage is Peter Lowe, a yuppie literary agent living and working in New York City. After meeting Rochelle in a bar, or maybe not meeting, we're never really sure. She, she turns out to be a vampire, or maybe not a vampire, we never really find out for sure, who then bites him, or maybe doesn't. Then he turns into a vampire, or maybe he's having a breakdown. All the while, he's berating and eventually assaulting his secretary, Alva, until meeting his untimely demise at the hands of Alva's brother Emilio. I think that pretty much puts it together because I don't think the plot really matters in this movie. And here comes the question. Malcolm, how did you enjoy this movie? I think it might be my favorite Nicolas Cage movie now. I don't know how anyone watches. I, most people just haven't watched this movie. That's why. But nothing Nicolas Cage has done since this should be a surprise. No, it, it it's really just, is. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. This, I remember the first time I saw this movie, it was on TV somewhere. And I came in at the very end when he's talking to his psychiatrist. And I had no idea what was going on. I just saw him standing up in the window with his, with his what was it, baseball bat or whatever it was, the cricket bat in the movie. Yeah, he had broken something off. Yeah, And he was looking at her and he was saying, look, I don't think I need to see you anymore. And I was doing this whole, I was like, what is going on? And then it kept going back and forth between him and then him out on the street just talking to a random post. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. I'm like, what is going on? I had to go back and find this is before you could stream stuff. It took me probably close to another month to find this movie on again so I could watch it and see what the heck had happened. Because it was literally that scene, and then the brother breaks in and drives a stake through his heart. And I'm like, hey, is that the girl from Flashdance now? What is, I, you know, which is Jennifer Beals. That was like her her high point was a was a musical called Flashdance, um, which is basically to welders what um, Kevin Bacon's uh, movie, dancing movie was. What was, which one was that? Oh. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, no, that was Patrick Swayze. There was a lot oh, of dancing shit. going on back there. Anyway, this was a wild movie. Um, there's a lot of stuff with him in the out doing the alphabet that's on the internet. There's a lot of clips of him doing a lot of this stuff, which is just hilarious. Is his the most famous meme of him that face with the big eyes? He's got the unibrow. Uh-huh. That's from this also. Yeah, and it just. I, I mean, we could just talk about scene after scene with him yelling at the secretary with the doing the finger point thing. Um, we haven't mentioned his accent yet, by the way. Can you describe his accent for those who have not seen it? I don't know. It was it was a 
It was a yuppie accent. Um, what it sounded like to me was Nicolas Cage trying to do Keanu Reeves, trying to do an English accent. Yeah. I mean, it was like three steps out of out of bounds on that. I, you know, I, the whole thing. I don't know. What do you? I mean, it's just like, what are you? And the funny thing is, it was also eighties. He's in a bad fitting suit. He's a literary agent, which I don't think most people even know what that is anymore. Because it's back when yeah. people used to pretend to read books. I mean, being a literary agent back in New York in the day was kind of like you were the gatekeeper to, to like, you know, taste and stuff and everything else. And it'd be like being a uh, having a top TikTok account or something. I mean, the tastemaker thing. I, I don't. And it was just all so stupid. Yeah. And yet perfect. I mean, how's this guy picking up chicks at a bar too? And he just goes up to her and it's like, he's, I really like your, I really like your, your earrings or you know, I'm all, whatever yeah. he's doing. And it works. And it works because they all know he has money. The weirdest one that works is when I think maybe it's his friend is describing uh, how a, a 401k works. And he goes, and then you earn interest. And the other guy talking to him goes, oh, who would be interested? And then the, the, no one gets the joke. But then what works for him to pick up a woman is to then go ask some random stranger, did you get that joke? And that was that was the entirety of him picking her up. Uh, it was a really odd scene and movie. I don't know. Yeah. I. Uh, and there's so many weird things going on in the background, kind of. I mean, there were, there were some background scenes where they're looking out the window and there's a like old... I, I don't know. There's a bender on the street forcing two people that are trying to kiss that they're trying to show young lovers. And he's like trying to get them away with the drinks. I don't think he knew what the scene was supposed to be. No. Um, so I was reading this wasn't a union job. Uh -huh. And so they were getting harassed a lot. And then they didn't want to get permission to record anyone. So most of the people passing by don't know it's a movie. They shoot it with a long lens. So, yeah. like, he asks two people to stab him because he's a vampire. Those people aren't actors. They're just two <laughs> random people on the street that they were they were filming. Oh, God. It shows. It really shows. Um, I'm trying to think what else is in this movie. That I mean, it's like, I, his, his ABCs, he, like, strikes multiple poses through his ABCs, and it was... The dumbest part of the movie is him not understanding what misfiled. misfiled? Well, you know, misfiled. Like somebody accidentally puts one file in a different alphabetical order than where it should be. And he's like, Ooh, who misfiled that? Wait, 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 wait. Misfiled. I was like, and then he does the whole baby thing. I, I think there's a whole infantile thing. It kind of makes sense what he's doing because he's now acting like a small child stamping his feet and everything but all i could think of like the second time because i was like you i watched this i think you watched this movie twice mm -hmm. and i went back and watched it twice on this one too after i'd seen it before but the i'm sitting there looking at i whoever's playing the um <laughs> playing the psychiatrist um she's been in a lot of things and i was it elizabeth ashley I, I wouldn't be able to name what she's in, but I've seen her in like countless TV things. She's in New York, a lot of New York stuff. I think I was reading North. She's done a lot of plays, um, some Broadway stuff. 
And you could just see it in her eyes. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, she has no idea. She's hanging on by a thread at all times. There's a couple other weird things about weird mannerisms for him in this, too. He drinks pretty consistently throughout. Uh But I don't know if you ever watched how he drinks. He takes the glass and he goes towards his face and like stops suddenly. He doesn't actually drink from it. He throws it into his mouth and then he chews the liquid and then he'll put the cup back down. And he does it at least twice. Then he just he's just holding a glass of, of liquid and throws it at himself. Yeah. I don't There's... I don't know what a lot of it was supposed to be, but it all had to be a like a conscious choice of him. Like you don't accidentally drink like that repeatedly. No, I think everything. That's the funny thing is everything on here is a very conscious choice of exactly what he wants to do at all times. And at the same time, it's completely confusing, it, which is good because if it, without, without him in the middle of this movie, I, I, I forgot there's like a couple other people that were possibly attached to it. There wouldn't have been. There's no, no way this movie would have, would have even been good with anybody else. And it wasn't. Uh, it would have been, would have been awful. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. And my, I keep saying my favorite scene. <laughs> Did you realize that he was doing Nosferatu through the crowd? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like saw it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's doing because throughout the movie, he progressively punches more and more uh-huh. forward, and he starts holding his hands in front of him. But at one point, he like throws his hands up and then starts slinking down the staircase of a club. Also, that club had the worst bouncer of all time. Just absolutely worst bouncer. He runs by, punches him in the stomach, and then the bouncer doesn't follow him into the club. Yeah, it ah man, it is just saying. And there's like other acting choice, like the, the meme you're talking about. They asked him what he was doing, and that went and his entire point of that entire scene was to try and make his eyes as wide open as possible. He literally said that was it. Um He's a real cockroach. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah, and that wasn't supposed to be a cockroach. It was supposed to be, I forgot what it was supposed to be, something else. And he said, wouldn't it be cool if it was a cockroach? And they're like, well, I, I guess so. It caused a little few problems, too, with the production. The producers are yelling at the director, what are you doing? And it's like, well, I can't really not use this now. Well, and then PETA, I think, made a comment about it, too. Yeah. He said he was getting letters from PETA and other animal rights activists about eating a cockroach. Oh, uh, there was things I've read on this one. Um, when he's in bed with uh, Jennifer Beals a couple times, which is actually it's funny because they they show that scene. It's the same scene over and over. Obviously, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. They they just shot probably just shot every single one of them without them moving, and then they went on to the next thing because they even have like the little coverage things that cover up the private parts. Yeah. You can actually see those in the movie because they didn't have her roll over the right way. So uh-huh. she's where she would have been exposed, but instead you see the, the little covering mm-hmm. thing. I, I, and he had, had to pour yogurt on his, on his feet while he was doing the scene. Oh. They asked oh. him why, and they said, they, he couldn't explain why that had to happen. Obviously, she thought it wasn't in, completely insane. 
And they go, and if you look at the shot, you never see his feet during the whole shot. That's why. It's because there's yogurt on his feet. Oh, that's nasty. Oh. Uh, he said as recently, it was like 2018, he's declared it is still his favorite movie he's ever made. Yep. Um, I think that's how we decided to do it was because he they talked about it a lot during um, Ghostland. Yeah. Or Prisoner of the Ghostland. They brought this one up constantly. Yeah, this is kind of, I think, I, I the, the, these 10 that we're watching this time, I don't know anything's going to top this one at all. And once again, I, it, it's just great. I don't even know what to say. It's just a great performance all the way through. Uh, I think it goes more to, once again, to his acting style of just, he does something interesting. He's trying to entertain you, but he's also trying to do it in, a, in whatever way he's doing. I don't know. It's free jazz or something. It could be really horrible or it could be really great. Who knows what it's going to turn out to be. Um, so. The, the cage stars. Yeah, the cage stars. We'll start with them. Um, we go through them. There's only really a couple of them. There's, there's Elizabeth Ashley, which is a psychiatrist. Jennifer Beals, who's the vampire. And Maria Conchito Alonso. I think those are really the only ones we really need to talk about out of all of them. Um, Jennifer Beals was the vampire? Yes. Okay. So. I, I don't remember anyone saying, this is one of one of the movies we've watched did this also, but the sound in this was really bad. Uh-huh. Where you could barely hear him, but then it would it would skip to a scene where your speakers would blow out from a car passing by or something. Yeah, the background. I the whole thing. I was subtitled a, most of it because I especially his voice, I couldn't hear in the club or anything. Yeah, I have a crappy sound, I have a crappier sound system, so all the stuff sounds better on my TV. I think that's the problem is a lot of things is these things weren't recorded for real sound systems. And then yeah. you put them on real ones, and suddenly all that low end, they had to pump all that up to make it sound good on TVs and stuff. And then you put it with a real speaker and you're in trouble. Um yeah, Jennifer Beals is, you know, I don't know. She was in The Mandalorian recently. She was ran she? the, or no, it was, it was Boba, the Boba, Book of Boba Fett. She ran the bar in The Book of Boba Fett. Oh, okay, okay. And other than that, she was in Flashdance is probably her number one thing she's ever been in. And other than that, she's done a couple of movies here and there and some other stuff. But when she got this, it really was kind of her... Yeah, you know, she was going to be the one of the next big things, and she got this role, and I'm not sure if it did her any favors. Nicholas Cage didn't want her because, of course, he wanted his girlfriend. Although he did say after after a couple of weeks, he he did agree with the choice. I don't know if he ever said he agreed with the choice, but he actually did like her and and warmed up to her a little bit. Most of the people in this outside of those ones though are. I mean, they don't even have photos on IMDb. Nah, there's just little bit parts here and there. Um, Maria Conchita Alonso, she was a pretty big actor. She was in a couple Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, she was in The Running Man, which is one of the most awesome movies ever. And then she did a lot of other ones. Um, some of the stuff I liked her in, there's one, actually one called Extreme Prejudice with Nick Bolte, which I really liked. And she was in Predator too, which is not a good thing, but um, that she's done a lot of stuff on on TV, so she's she's a well respected actress. 
And I think she did great as as her part too. You can understand why she's why she was taking the abuse she was mm-hmm. from this weird guy that was also in complete control over her job. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I don't think any any of my issues weren't with any of the other actors. It was just I think probably with the writing more than anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had some weird things the the director wasn't I don't know. I didn't think he was particularly great. There's a bunch of stuff where they kept showing. Well, they kept doing the thing what they did in the 80s all the time is if you shot in New York, you had to do an establishing shot. But the fact that we're in New York, like the whole opening credits is like 10 minutes of skyline shots Mm -hmm. with crappy overdone music. And they run every single credit. And you're like, what? I don't want to see this. Yeah, that wasn't great. And then, um, I don't know. It's just, I think it was a little too all over the place for me as far as like um, the switching back between like reality. It's like a cool trick and uh-huh. it was kind of fun, but the way he was doing it, I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was like very quick cuts. I just don't enjoy those. Yeah. I think they were trying to do like as a thing where like if they did it today, you would get like one of those edgy directors who was doing more of a documentary style kind of thing. It'd be all over the place and he cut it together. I, all the stuff that the edgy kind of thing you're getting from this guy, I think it was just because he didn't have any money and he didn't know what to do. And so he just kind of, I guess we'll do this scene now and now we'll do this scene and now we'll do this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was, it was pretty, pretty awful. It was pretty standard uh, TV, TV land directing stuff, which I think is basically what he did after this anyway. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I just pulled it up and this is his top billing. Yeah. That's not, that's not good. The writers is not the writers. His is After Hours, Motorama, The Office, nineteen eighty one, uh-huh. and Airport twenty twelve. So, he apparently was a little more successful, I guess. Yeah, he did some stuff, and I think I also was talking about the fact that he, um, this was actually written by about him and the producer. He, the woman who produced the movie was his, either his wife or his girlfriend at the time. This script was the describing was a description of their relationship. She was the vampire. He was Nicolas Cage. And he ended up dead at the end. Oh. So it's a little dark. Yeah. As far as writing, though, I mean, the biggest thing that really bothered me was her brother's refusal to go talk to Nicolas Cage in the cab. Because uh-huh. um, he she's saying he like came all the way too much came here like i need a gun i need bullets and he's like oh just calm down and then the next time he talks to her he goes and stabs nicholas cage through the heart yeah well i think he's probably feeling a little well the next time he saw her he assumed that she'd been raped by the guy that he didn't do anything yeah. about so it was a bit of an overreaction maybe also he seemed very confused by the entire scene that he found with nicholas cage too and then i think they decided that nicholas cage needed to die at the end so the writer made him go over and stab me through the heart with a stake. <laughs> oh, and then um, one one funny part that I think they should get credit for, though, is the what his coffin was. It was uh-huh. just it, it flipped over a leather sofa, <laughs> yeah. and he was using it as a coffin. <laughs> uh, so I, oh my gosh! 
it would be interesting to find out what parts of all this was actually Nicolas Cage versus the director or anybody else in this. He's out there spouting lines, uh, you know, all the stuff, the ABCs. I was in Mortal Kombat with this fucking bat. I think the bat was another thing, too. They had there was a whole thing about getting the bat into the room, too. That had to be a real bat. He insisted on it being a real bat. And it wasn't. I. I well, he also uh, insisted that he catch the pigeon that he catches himself. Uh-huh. And they just didn't tell him that they drugged it so he could actually catch it. And he still almost doesn't catch it in the, in the movie. It almost gets away from him. But yeah, they drugged a pigeon just so it was easier for him. And there's one other little scene that I think is the most... When he buys the vampire's teeth, he sits down on the bench and puts them in. And then crawls away. I can watch this movie in there 20 times. I may yeah. fast forward through a few parts of it, but man, just, just the, the whole scene where he's asking for forty dollars, which is obviously he just spent fifty dollars to go out to pick up Ava. Yeah, and now he wants fangs, and like, oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> and then he uses them. He uses them to try to murder that woman. Yeah, not that it works out very well. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going in this movie. I mean, and then. And the whole fact that it's set in the 80s is just brings up a bunch of weird stuff with a, a whole lot of smoking. Everywhere you go, people are smoking, which is, you're not used to seeing. Their entire, that that literary office is in serious need of an HR department. Um, yeah. Because there's that some was, weird That was the other thing with the writing. that It was weird because, I mean, maybe it's just like them showing how much power these people have over their jobs. Uh-huh. But there's another woman in the bathroom when she's threatening to kill Nicolas Cage and the woman goes, what's going on? And then walks out. She doesn't stay to get an answer. She just walks out and then goes and checks on her later. Yeah. Well, I, I hate to say it, but um, that is, you know, people are always complaining about, Oh, woke culture and all this other stuff, man, stuff like that used to just happen. And you just, you, women just kind of went, Oh, somebody has been assaulted again. Oh, somebody's threatened my life again. And they just went on the next thing because if they said anything, well, you saw the thing when they went into the room and he's sitting there with his boss in that yeah. table and they're discussing that stuff. I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, I didn't run into that every day personally, but you would hear conversations like that, like, you know, and it wouldn't be in uh, places where it should be happening. But so that actually did hit it pretty well, the nail pretty well on the head, but man. You put a vampire in the middle of all that mess, and you got some problems. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Okay, so we got, uh, what, 70? We got 69. 70. 69. Yeah. I don't feel like it should be 69 points this time. I know. Well, I think it's, uh, for the, man, it's tough, because there's a lot of stuff that, the only reason this movie's good is because Nicolas Cage is in it. Yeah. So... I and it was one of the things that it only seems good at all, I think, because we've seen what he's done now. Yeah. If you saw it now, I mean it would be like a it would be like a trippy movie. And it's like, oh, this is actually the start of he meant to do all this. This wasn't some guy that was just loaded up on drugs somehow and they just filmed him for a few minutes. Is this the one was he doing the the press for this one when he comes out possibly coked up on a on a talk show? I thought this was the movie he was. It might be. It was it was right in this time zone because this is right before he because this is, I think, um 
right after Moonstruck. Oh, okay. And so he was just becoming a star. And then after this, a couple of years later, he started doing some action movies that really got him because he also did in this time period is also when he was doing um, the Las Vegas movie, which is I think that's where he got his award, his Academy Award from that one. I don't know. I don't know if he's ever talked about it. Was he actually do people just assume he was on drugs or has he ever said? I think he was a little bit, but I don't think I think most of it was just him. He's yeah. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he, I, he basically said he's being he's just being an ass. I mean, not yeah. in a bad way, but he was just, he's just acting crazy because that's what you did. And so I don't. And it worked. Yeah. I don't think it's actually been ever like he's been in trouble. I don't think he's ever been in trouble because of stuff like that. I think maybe he may have had a couple drinks before and loosened him up or something, but. Yeah. Okay. Now we got to figure this out. 69. What are we going to give the actors? I mean, they're back. There's some background actors and stuff. So we could probably throw a few there. I'd probably give them like 15 spread out across. Oh, really? The only one I really enjoyed, uh, I guess Ava was pretty good, but yeah. I, the only one I really like liked, liked what they were doing was the therapist. Yeah, the therapist was good. I mean, Alma was doing exactly what she's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but like the vampire? No, nah, she was. Have the most exciting delivery in the world of anything. Yeah, she's not really. Long. Yeah. It was kind of funny because it's almost like his. This guy, Peter Nicholas Cage's character is so boring that his idea of the most seductive thing in the world is this woman. Yeah. Who isn't even all that seductive. That was just the best his imagination could come up with. But yeah, I give it, yeah, I think 10 would work. Did you say 10 or 15? Yeah. I said 15. 15 will work because it's give a few to Jennifer Beals and then the rest of them can just kind of spread it across there too because it was. It really wasn't. Other, I think the best, some of the best acting was for the people they were scaring on the on the streets. On the streets, yeah. Um, and then I don't know. I'd probably split evenly. I think between the directing and the the writing. writing. Which one do you yeah. think is the worst? If you had to give one point, one way or the other. The writing. The writing. The writing. Because okay. outside of like what Nicolas Cage was interesting, it was interesting because of the delivery. It wasn't really interesting dialogue very yeah. often. Um, the only kind of cool idea out of all of it was the ending of doing the whole is it which one is his actual reality? Yeah, that part was actually halfway handled well. So oh I, I may have also murdered a murdered a girl at the bartender. Oh, everyone has problems. Just call it. Live your lives. Yeah, and then isn't it like her next patient? She's been she's gonna set them up to yeah, I yeah. She sets them up. And what the hilarious thing is, she sets them up, they're in love, and by the time they get back to his apartment, it's all over. I can't stand <laughs> it. Oh god. All right, all right. So we got 15, which we give us yeah, I gotta do math now. 44, 44. 44. So 22 each. Yeah, I think we. I think it's fifty four, right? Fifty four. Okay. Is yeah, it, I was think it so. sixty nine total? Yeah. All right. So we can, cut, we can cut our arithmetic. Yeah. <laughs> twenty. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so twenty seven, twenty seven on the writer and director, and then we'll give fifteen to the actors. Um, although by far they were the only reason we're giving fifteen is because we had a lot of points to spread around. 
it's more yeah. of a person it's more of a percentage thing than is actual total um because if this was actually up around uh, 50 percent, i'd probably give them way down to five four or five if we didn't have that much to score on mm -hmm. all right got anything else to say no no all right well we will be back again soon um Thank you for joining us with The Cage Equation. I'm Drake Mickelson, and with me, well, as always, Malcolm Mickelson. And until next time, have a great day. At some point, maybe you should come up with a tagline. Oh, no, have a great day. It's very original. Yeah, I think it's kind of like... Uh, it's very catchy. I think it might catch on.